Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. I'm Jason Amare. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Amare. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me tonight on Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal, here with Jen Emerson, and we have reached the final week of MoGo promotion. It's just flown by, Jen. We've had a bunch of really great guests, but tonight is one of my favorite local artists, Coco Columbia, is with us. Hello. Hey, hey, thanks for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And Jen, got a big shout out to you. Jen helped me move over the weekend, and like everyone who's moved knows how priceless that is. So thanks to her, Alyssa and Dan Cable actually showed up as well. So it's wonderful to be back here on Tuesday night. Like I said, we're talking about MOGA, which is an incredible festival this weekend. 65 acts at 12 venues, and Coco is playing on March 3rd at Secret Society with Corgi and Bass and Glasses. That's a ridiculous bill. Yeah, I'm, re I'm really excited. It's fantastic. Um, I've got a ton of questions for you that we're going to hop into a little bit later. Um, I want to talk to you about your new EP that you're working on, uh, some yeah. upcoming shows, and of course your tour that's uh, going to be happening here pretty shortly. Uh, we're going to kick things off though, uh, Coco, with Coveted Creatures. We will be back. We are with Coco Columbia until 9 p.m. here on Sounds of PDX.
You're listening to Sounds of PDX on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM if you're not in the Portland area. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I also want to say thanks to Veronica um, from the Portland Playlist. She said that... uh, she wants us to have a great show. Um, that's to, to me and Jen. So thanks for listening. Um, Coco Columbia, hey. what's happening? Oh, not much. Just chugging along. <laughs> Gearing up for MoGo. Gearing up for MoGo, yes. Well, I wanted to talk to you because it's kind of cool. You, you're making a, a current EP right now or working on one. Uh, what are some of the, the bands that are influencing you right now? Because I'm always really interested in that. Oh, man. I'm almost... <laughs> so I've been... Uh... This EP I'm working on is, uh, I'm working on two things right now. I'm working on a, another album with my band, and then also um, this EP, which is like a collaboration with Grant Saylor, uh, who's my guitar player, my old guitar player. Yeah. And um, him and I are doing this as like a more electronic project. Uh, so it's going to be like the more poppy version of... Of, of your... What, yeah, but like probably even less so like what I've done before, but... Um, so we're listening to a lot of honestly like trap music and, (laughs) uh, so right now, uh, Travis Scott actually is like who we've been checking out just people like him. And honestly, just kind of like a lot of top, a lot of top 40 stuff to reference songwriting, like people that are writing all those songs, like Max Martin and Dr. Luke and all those people. Sure. Um, and so we're referencing a lot of pop music, but then we're also referencing a lot of trap music and R&B and like all of that kind of like alt R&B new stuff cool. just to sort of like mix it all together. And Travis Scott specifically I brought up just because I really like his production and soundscapes a lot. And so we're trying to like model some of our stuff after his. Yeah, and that's really smart. Yeah, and so it's just, I don't know, I think he's doing that in a little bit of a different way. Um, he incorporates a lot of cool, like, samples into his into his music that a lot of other, I haven't really heard in a lot of other trap music. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of, like, backwards guitar samples and weird stuff like that. And because Grant plays guitar, it works out really well because we can incorporate that stuff really easily. We don't have to sample anything. We mm-hmm. can just kind of record it. So Speaking of which, that video you posted of him just improv <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's Grant. I mean, he's he, fantastic. He can shred all day. <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to um, see him with you before uh, he went on to some other projects at the Cabin Project release last summer. Yeah. Amazing show. He's great. Um, so you recently played, and I want to talk to both of you about this because, Jen, you witnessed this, and I think this is a <laughs> hilarious story. At the PDX um, Jazz Festival, yeah. You were asked to sign a man's chest. <laughs> yes, that was so awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, that's funny that you brought that up because we were just talking about manifesting things or law of attraction yeah. kind of stuff. So, so I had actually three days before that I was thinking about. I was just thinking like, what would the perks be of getting to be like a touring musician? <laughs> and one of the things I thought of was like, I would love to just have everyone ask me to sign their. <laughs> Yeah. Chests. They're chests. <laughs> They're chests. Is that what I'm allowed to say? Um, I just thought that would be a funny thing to do, and no one had ever asked me that before, obviously, because, like, you know, we haven't left Portland. But um, but then, yeah, the, he asked me, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just thinking about this. I was so excited. I actually made his, who I believe was his girlfriend. Oh, yes. Who he was there with. Yeah, quite yeah. Into I made, another. yeah, so I asked his girlfriend to take the picture because I was like, I just really want to document this. 
And, and he of said course, he never does stuff like that. Like it, that was just for you. He was so into the concert. Yeah, and it was funny too because I was like, I have like really crappy handwriting. It's not gonna look that cool. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> now watch he goes gets cool. tattooed over it. Yeah, it's there forever. <laughs> yeah, now. I was joking. I was like, you don't want this tattooed on you. <laughs> So what but, was your experience of that show? How was Coco set at the uh, at the PDX Jazz Festival? Well, I had not. I've only seen one other band there, and they. Uh, I don't know. This was a much more Im- improved uh, concert from that one because it was kind of. Um, I don't know. The crowd was really intense and paying attention. I felt like, mm. and that always helps the energy of the show and Sueños who opened so good they were amazing <gasps> I loved them I yeah. was just and and I, I hope it's okay for me to say that I was just sitting there I had this big grin on my face and I was like uh, where can this eclectic kind of group of people where else can they come together and and be part of something that is obviously giving them so much joy but on stage, like music is this huge uniter. I, I was so impressed by Sueños, their improvisational skills, their communication on stage, their pianist who they met the Wednesday before the show. Charlie, yeah. He was amazing, like yeah. that was a great show and so you got to follow kind of that carried over momentum energy and, and bring your craziness to the stage and it was awesome, That's the so whole show, bad. bottom I, to top. I really loved seeing them because I, I was actually excited because Eli, um, she went to PSU. Like she was like graduated like when I was starting at PSU. So we never knew each other that well, but she was in the jazz program there. Yeah. And I knew that she was I just knew that her whatever group she was gonna be in was gonna be awesome. Hmm. Yeah. And so I was excited and I was like loved everyone in the band. The drummer was crazy. I talked to him for a while afterward. It was it Did was you cool. uh, get a chance to talk to the trumpet player, Peter? Um I didn't actually. He so, was actually like the only one I didn't talk to. Yeah. Or I talked to him a little bit. I got to I got to meet words, Brandon but. the drummer, and then mm-hmm. after that, I got to meet the trumpeter. And I can't remember was it Brandon or was it Peter who was talking about how everything came together at the last minute to make this possible for them, and how stoked they were to be in Portland because Portland is such a warm and vibrant music community, and they just have felt so much love since they got here. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember what I don't know which one of them said that. When I talked to Brandon, I was mostly just like nerding out <laughs> drum stuff with him. I was like, you listen to Chris Dave and you listen to this person? Yeah, am I right? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and we just kind of, yeah, they were all really nice. Oh, yeah. It was cool. And what does that mean? Because you're able to connect on, like, this underground music level. If for the jazz scene, I mean, you play with an, a, an eclectic group of musicians through Portland, but what's the vibe like when it's focused on your genre specifically? Focused on like jazz or you know fusion jazz type things. Like uh, you mean with interacting with <coughs> people yeah. from that? Yeah, just like a, is there a different energy as opposed to maybe playing with a different bill of you know maybe something that's a little bit more alternative or you know different genre from yourself? Um, I think that it really depends on the show, but I found that whenever I, it's it. I think there just seems to be as far as the. You know, every genre has its sort of almost like its own culture. Mm-hmm. And people that come from that really know it really well. And if they've been doing it for a while. And so I think that's all it is, is just feeling like I can level with them. And, and my 
not just me, but my whole band and them, like we all were just kind of nerding out together after we're talking <laughs> about that. people, like we were talking to them about people they knew from San Francisco, um, talking to the drummer about different like kind of famous drummers that he knew and stuff. And so that was cool. And that doesn't always happen. I like to always try to find some way to level with people from any genre <laughs> that sure, they're playing. Yeah. But I think sometimes it's just easier if it's, and especially if you guys, it's always nice when both bands really liked each other's sets because then it's like they're more excited to talk to each other. And yeah. I was yeah. super excited to talk to them afterward. Oh, I was so hoping cool. that y'all would do it. Y'all. <laughs> I was hoping both of your bands would collaborate and, and uh, do a song together. Yeah, well, what was actually cool, I forgot about this. Um, so since we're, we're going on tour next week and um, Brandon, the drummer, actually offered to let us stay at his house oh, in San so Francisco. Cool. So Score. we're going to go kind of probably party with them a For little bit sure. at their house. Absolutely. I'm excited to I want to talk to you about the tour too. Um, coming up, we are definitely going to do that. We're headed into another block of uh, Coco's songs. We've got Maybe You and then Lionhearted just after that. Stick around.
spoken word and steady arpeggio Heavy snow coats and terrain boy yeah he's froze Oh no gas money toward crazy I already drove snow To a project building for aquatic plants Neon roaches wage a bare knuckle boxing match No victor shot a stab My mind is where my wallet's at Just then I seen an older model dots and crash Splash, lethal abuelito With cerebral peep shows No amigos, no sequel
That's Lionhearted by Coco Columbia. She's my special guest tonight on Sounds of PDX. We're talking about Mogo Fest 2017, and I can't believe it's like right around the corner. Uh, Secret Society will be hosting you all on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I've never played there before. Really? I love that venue. Yeah, and I've been there not that many times, actually. I've seen a few really cool shows there, so I'm excited. You know there's a studio in the basement? There is? Yeah, and they can multi-track from the room. Ooh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's cool. a few albums I've seen out on Bandcamps for local bands pages that are like live at Secret Society. Oh, nice. Cool, That's yeah. Cool. You should check it out. It's going to be really good. But the ambiance in the room, I think, is perfect yeah. um, for you all. Um, so talk to us about, for those who don't know, about your involvement with Corgi and Bass and then also Glasses. Oh, yeah. So, um, so my bassist from my band, Alex Meltzer, is bass in Corgi and Bass. <laughs> How ironic. And then also Barra, the drummer, has been one of my f- good friends the last probably four years. Um, we all kind of, I met him through um, Alan Jones, this guy that I took lessons from, this drummer, composer in town that I took lessons from four Like a recommendation ago. for to play with you? Um, no, like, so Alan Jones actually has this academy. It's like a jazz academy. Um, and so I was taking lesson, I took some lessons from him while I was going to PSU and also just after I dropped out. <laughs> with God, I like, took some composition lessons with him for a little bit. And Barra was going to um, Lewis and Clark, but I met him through Alan because he was also taking drum set lessons with Alan. So I kind of met him that way. And then also um, Grant and him are really good friends. Grant, uh, Sailor, my old guitar player and EP collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, there's just this whole network of people and we all know each other. And also, I guess... Uh, I don't remember how long it was ago now, but they just asked me to be on that one song mm-hmm. that we put out. And Bear and I had actually, he'd had me written that right over that song like a year before that. And then he didn't even have that project at the time. But then later he said, oh, I want to use this song. So we recorded it. I basically just came in and re-recorded <laughs> better quality vocals on it. And yeah. Then yeah. But, oh, funny. Actually, the first time that I ever sang in front of people, which was about two and a half years ago, the first time ever was at Mississippi Studios singing that song with them. Oh, for, wow. With Barra's old group. What? Yeah. That is yeah. really The cool. Wishermen, which was also Grant's old group. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a cool little circle. That's yeah. fantastic. And then Glass, and then Gil, you know, Glasses I just met, you know, I don't know. I guess I met him a year ago now, or over a year ago. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then he just... Well, what can't we say? Yeah, Gil's just a machine. <laughs> like, that dude is a machine. He really is. Yeah, in uh, the best way. <laughs> you, I'm um, glad you brought it up, because the next song on our playlist is She Said by Core Game Bass, featuring our special guest, Coco Columbia. Uh, if you're listening to us right now in the Portland area on 99.1 FM, uh, be sure when you get a moment to download our mobile device so you can listen throughout the day. And uh, we are a nonprofit. We play a local artist every 15 minutes, so check it out. We are big, big uh, into the community. We want to give back. Uh, we also have community voices on here. We've got a bunch of great series. And you can also catch my co-host, Jen Emerson, on Friday for... Fresh Spins with Jen M, and you've had 
some flawless playlists recently. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's very yeah. inspiring. I was especially pleased with my last playlist. Me too, because that's what I listened to when I was packing up to move. You got me. You were my therapy through all of that. <laughs> so here it is. Once again, this is Corgi and Bass with She Said here on Sounds of PDX. Shake up for your tastes. We've got things we can replace Take time Know your stakes They've got outcomes You can retrace Where she going when she went away How could you stay Radio Project is a non-profit, independent radio station that plays a local artist every 15 minutes. We would like to thank our supporters who share our vision for local music and the community. Portland Center Stage. PCS inspires our communities by bringing stories to life in unexpected ways. OPB, Oregon Public Broadcasting, giving voice to the community, connecting Oregon and its neighbors, illuminating a wider world. Bill R. McCracken, Accounting, Tax, and Financial Services. Premier Motorsports of Vancouver. Special thanks to Rick Johnson and his staff. Fall to the ground and be delivered to 
That is Glasses on Portland Radio Project. You're listening to Sounds of PDX with Luke Neal and Jen Emerson. Our special guest is Coco Columbia tonight, and uh, Glasses will be playing with her. We've got Mogo on Friday at the Secret Society with uh, Corgi and Bass as well. Uh, we got a shout-out on the talk board from my sis Carol. She says, great tunes tonight. And you can't but have a great playlist when it's nothing but Coco Columbia, <laughs> Corgi and Bass, and Glasses. Uh, we should do a whole tribute show for you all. You have to tell Carol, too, uh, what I said before the show, that I was so excited because I knew Carol would be listening. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We love when Carol listens. We do. Oh. Which is always, so thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can um, I uh, ask? Please, yeah, go crazy. So why don't you tell us and... Um, any listeners, what a typical day of working on an album looks like for you? Oh, man. Uh, it starts out, there's stages of it. So it starts out, at least for me, I think this is how it is for a lot of people, but it's just writing. And I usually write in a chunk of time, you know, like two, three month period where usually like a month or two where I, I write most of the tunes and then maybe like a month of kind of messing around with them, messing around with arrangement ideas and making charts and putting it all together and writing lyrics for everything, making sure that everything is close to as put together as I can get it before I take it to my band. And then it's taking it to the band and kind of rearranging it with the band because once you hear it with a band, then all these things end up changing. You actually write the music or chart it out? Yeah, like yeah. Via Pro Tools or? Um, so I do it actually in this pro this music notation program. So I make charts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Jen had a friend that was just asking about that on on Facebook. So. Oh really? You need to make a recommendation for that software. Yeah. So um, I use this one that's free. I just finally started paying for it, but it's free up to ten scores. I had all these different accounts <laughs> under different emails. I finally just thought I've been using this thing for like three years now. I should just pay for it yearly <laughs> subscription. Brilliant. It's called Note Flight, but it's just this really intuitive, really straightforward notation program that's way easier than Finale and Sibelius, which anyone who knows, who tries to do music notation knows that those are hard programs to Sibelius use. Sibelius wasn't, it worked, but it's a little bit of a beast. Yeah, it's kind of, and so this, especially just with the pop charts that I'm making, they don't, a lot of the tunes don't have anything too crazy. Um, some of them I have to chart out multiple parts and then it kind of gets long. But anyway, so I do that and... Um, I don't know, and then it's kind of just a process there of the band learning the music and then going to record, but I always feel like it's so much time in between when you write the song and you finally get to put it out, and I think that a lot of most musicians feel this way, where it's like when it's fresh, you kind of feel like you want to share it right away, and you know it's going to be, like I just wrote a whole batch of songs that I want to be on my next album, but I kind of know that it's probably not going to come out for another year and a half, oh. realistically just because, or another year, I mean, I'd like to have it come out sooner than November. that. A Ouija board spirit told me it should come out in November, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wish, it so I'm hoping for that maybe if that could happen somehow, but especially if you're not someone that has a label or money backing you up and you have to take time to either crowdfund or save your own money and yeah, record. Budget. Sure. Yeah, because I, I always feel like I want to share stuff right away, um, but I don't get to, and so then it's just kind of like sitting on it. And then sometimes it feels like by the time you get to share it, it's like, you're like, eh, whatever. It <laughs> it's old, but it's, it's still really exciting though. And yeah, I wish I could just 
I think everyone wishes that they could have unlimited resources so they could just put stuff out faster, but yeah. So kind of what do you think about um, work versus talent when it comes to working on your music? Where do those two kind of intersect? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that it totally depends on the person, but I'd say, in my opinion, I've always felt like, well, for me personally, I've always felt like it's it's work, and then a little bit of it is talent, a little bit of it is like a knack for something, um, but it also just feels like putting in the hours, and... Um, I think that the people, I mean, you see the people that have, some people have the talent and don't have the work ethic, but they can still kind of make it work somehow. And some people, <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. Or it's not like they don't have talent, but they have enough work ethic that they can really get something together. That would be hard, um, harder because they might not have it. It might not come to them as naturally or something. Yeah. But the people that have both, <laughs> those are like the Those people are the monsters. Like, yeah, those are the <laughs> monsters. People like Gil. Yeah. <laughs> like, Touche. Kill people like glasses. Yeah. Um, I have always felt, like I said, that I, it's just the work and a little bit of talent, maybe. <laughs> Show up um, for the muses. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, should we talk about that book we both read? Do, Do we it. have time? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, 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 I just great. recently read The War of Art, which my guitar player, Peter, suggested I read, and I really liked it. And then I had Jen read it. She yeah. just read it probably a few days ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I finished it a couple of days ago. Yeah, and that's one thing that really resonated with me um, in that book is basically just the whole thing is just him talking about showing up. Yeah. Like, it's like all you do is you make yourself sit down no matter how you feel every day and you just hope for something to come out. Mm. And if you start doing this every day or as consistently as you can do it, the muses just start to show up. And I've been forcing myself in a lot of ways to do this way more than I have in the past the last few months and I swear to God it works wow. <laughs> like it's like every three days you know there's some days where you're like man I just worked for four or five hours on this and I didn't really feel like I I got a lot of like scraps and pieces of things but I didn't really get something that felt really satisfying and yeah. then every few days it's almost just like something just drops on you hmm. and you're just like where did that come from and you'll write it in like 15 minutes and the words and everything will come out and and it's like and then it ends up fitting with something else some baseline you already wrote or something and it's like it's just crazy how that happens and yeah. so it makes you more inspired to keep showing up so it's like Happy you have to start yeah you have to start with just showing up and then once you can prove it to yourself that like yes if i show up and do the work the, the muses will come and aid me then when they do come you go oh cool i want to do this more now because yes. i know that they're going to come if i show up so einstein i think said 80% of success is showing up. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's exactly it's, it's that. It's always like the classic Just go. thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, make sure you show up this Friday at the uh, Secret <laughs> yeah. Society. Nice. Coco Columbia will be playing with Glasses and Corgi and Bass. Of course, we've been celebrating all things Mogo uh, through the month of February. We've got a couple more tracks from Coco right now. Stick around until 9 p.m.
You just enjoyed a couple songs from Coco Columbia. That was Goldmine, and she is taking these beautiful sounds on the road. Let's talk about your West Coast tour that's coming up. Oh, yeah. So it actually starts with the Friday show. Hey, hey, it's a kickoff. <laughs> and then we're playing in San Francisco March 7th at Hotel Utah. And then we're playing a warehouse show, I guess, in the fashion district in L.A. Oh, cool. Um, nice. On the 8th. So it's a very short little to L.A. and back tour. But it's our first tour, so I'm excited. Yeah. Who, who's in the lineup with you? Who are you taking on the road? Uh, it's just us. Like, we're. I actually planned the lineups for both the shows. Um, and there's this guy, Battery, who's like a one-man band that um, I came, I don't remember how I got in touch with him. Anyway, he's from LA and he actually hopped on our San Francisco show and then also helped me set up, find bands to set up the show in LA. That's so he, awesome. it's gonna be him with us for both of those shows, but that was more random, <laughs> it ended up it ended up that way. It wasn't originally going to be like That's that. That's great, so. though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm just hoping to make connections. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's your intention? Because I think that's important, you know, when you go out on the road, what's your intention to uh, take to the new fans? Um, I really just want to kind of feel out those landscapes. We haven't played in those cities yet, and I'm interested to see how people will react to us. Um, and also just... I just kind of want to meet as many people as we can and, and kind of get some contacts. And, you know, it's hard to try to book your own tour. Even this one tour I booked, <laughs> it was just, just, I've been working on it the last few months. Um, some things fell through, but, you know, at least we have these dates. And I think I just want to, I think every I, everyone that I've talked to who's booked their own tour says that every time you go out, it gets easier because you make more connections and so I'm hoping that the next time we go out I'll I'll know I can use some of these contexts to sure yeah I don't know I just want to go for hope, hopefully further than California next time but. I would say you you would be perfect at a, any European festival you'd be so well received yeah <laughs> you really would if it weren't just, for budget restrictions I just don't know how, how to I don't know how you know I don't <laughs> have any of those connections yet oh, but I'll talk hope to I'll Fox get them and Bones. yeah they just got back from Germany and stuff Oh, nice. Was it, I wonder if it was through this guy that I know. This they guy. talked a lot of a Matt. Right? Yeah. Of who? Matt. Matt oh, was, never mind. Different guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a different but guy. But yeah, I got to talk to some people. I think that uh, I've talked to a lot of bookers in town. People don't, people will like you, but they don't necessarily want to invest in you and unless they know you're going to make them money. And so that's kind of where we're at right now with yeah. that. But I've, it's, it can be discouraging, but I'm trying to not let it get to me too much. <laughs> How do yeah. people react in Portland? Um, I feel like we get, I've talked to a lot of bookers and they say good things and they say to just keep going. We haven't been around for that long, so that's part of it. Um, but it's mostly just there's certain kinds of music that people can make more money off of here and sure. we don't really necessarily fall in that in those categories <laughs> so I just kind of have to wait I think it's just going to take longer for a band like us to be able to you know find people to invest in us basically <laughs> I look at you like I mean the the argument of you know whoever sold them the most records is like the best band ever I don't agree with that because the Big Mac is not the best cheeseburger out there, right? <laughs> so I think that's what it is. And I'm I'm a big fan of pop music. I love all types of music. But I think, you know, people who, who eat something that's quick and disposable, it doesn't nourish them. Where your music 
is something that, you know, you sit down and it's a four course meal and you get to enjoy it. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> so that's you. what you need to remember. Like hits on a deeper level. Yeah. It's an experience. If well, everybody you. loved you, you know, it, it, it would change who you were, I think. Yeah. In a way. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, uh, just like with anyone making any art, it's no matter how much you try to act like you don't care what other people think, you really are relying on other people's opinions of you to, for your advancement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. So it, it is, I definitely have been a little discouraged recently because of my financial situation. And But everyone in town that I know that's making music that I really love is in the same situation. So we're all just kind of <laughs> in it together and got to just push through, I think. Yeah, the, the phrase starving artist exists for a yes. reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Well, our hour has come to an end, but I wanted to uh, spend a little time before we take off. Um, have you uh, give a shout out to your band members who are going on tour with you and anyone else that you would like? Mm, shout out? Um, I don't know if... Oh, I think my parents might be listening. Right on. <laughs> Thanks for joining so, us. Mom. Hello, mom and dad. Hello, band. Hello. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I do want to give a thanks to PDX Spotlight. They help me out with the playlist every week. Right now you can see Wim Grace coming up as Umbrascatu. We are going to be filming Friday adverse effects for an upcoming episode. And we have Coco Columbia on an upcoming episode as well. So we're really excited to have you. Um, but we are here to talk about MoGo. One last time, Coco Columbia is playing Friday uh, at Secret Society with Corgi and Bass and Glasses, and we are just absolutely thrilled that you're uh, a part of MoGo this year. Yay, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks again for being back on the show. Thanks Jen, any brilliant parting words? Oh, no, I think I've been brilliant enough. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. We will leave you with Radiant and My Abyss by Coco Columbia. Come see us at MoGo. Come say hello. Go out, support local music. Until next week, be good.